amazing just to see seven, seven very different lives, all at different ages, all at different stages of life, all different stories before us that we've heard this morning. Amazing testimonies about people's lives. Do you know when you read the Bible, essentially the Bible is a storybook. Just like we've heard stories today, the Bible is a storybook. It's full of people that were on a journey through life, trying to find their way. I think every one of us can relate to the people in the Bible because we're on a journey too. And sometimes, you know, the road is smooth. Sometimes the road is rough. Sometimes the road of life, and I think we can all bear witness to this, is a steep climb. And it seems to be endless in the climb and the pursuit that we, that we take. Sometimes it's a, it's a steep, it's a descent, not a climb. It's, it's a road that, that continues down into places that, that we fear and afraid of. And everyone today, every life that we've heard from has a wonderful story, a testimony of Jesus coming into that place and into that point of need in their lives. I want to share with you just a very simple verse from Romans chapter, set, Romans chapter 10. I believe it's verse 13. We're going to see it on the screen. And this verse, this one line in the Bible, there's so many lines in the Bible, so many statements that we could pick up on this morning. But really, this one is at the center of all of the candidates' lives that we've heard from this morning. It says this, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And at the, at the center of everybody's heart that we've heard from this morning, there's been a call. There's been a cry, and that cry has been directed to Jesus. They've said that, all of them, in various different ways, from the youngest to the oldest. I loved how Dot was so honest. She said, I came to the church. I didn't even believe in God. Do you know, today, you might not believe in God. Well, I understand that because I didn't believe in God either. Many of us in this room didn't believe in God. We had no concern for God. He wasn't in our thoughts. He was far away from our lives. We didn't want to do anything. We, we didn't want anything really to do with God or with religion. Every one of us, there's so many stories in and around this place today, people that could stand up and testify and say, listen, I was at a point in my life where I just didn't believe that that there was a God that cared for me, that there was a God that was interested in me. But you see, life is like a road. And it leads us, and it brings us to sometimes a crisis point, a very real crisis point where we need somebody to call. And each and every one of us in this room, we've all had those sleepless nights where we lay our head on the pillow and we cry ourselves to sleep because we don't have the answers that we need for the questions that are continually bombarding our mind. If you haven't, I certainly have. 
But when I've made the call, when I've made the call, there's not been an engaged tone. When I've called to the Lord, He's always been there. In fact, there was a king in the Bible. You're probably aware of his name when I mention it. King David, he wrote Psalm 23. A great guy, amazing, amazing person. And he had a complex journey, just like us. He had a complex life beset by many problems. And yet there's a line in his history where he said this, I cried, I called to the Lord. And basically he was saying this, is there anybody there? He was faced with a crisis. He came to a decision point. And then he says this, I cried to the Lord and he answered me. He answered me and delivered me from all of my fears. Boys and girls, Look at these. I think we should give these boys and girls a big clap this morning. Look at them sitting here. Now, very important question. Very important question. Don't all answer at once. Does anybody know what this is? iPhone X. Oh, no, I'm not into iPhones. This is a Samsung smartphone. All the way from China. Samsung. I know. Right? It's a mobile phone. Isn't it amazing? Who likes mobile phones? Oh, I love them. Who's having a mobile phone for Christmas? Who's going to make a New Year's resolution to not go longer than five minutes or five hours on the phone at once? Yay! A mobile phone. What a wonderful, what a wonderful invention. And you know, every single day, day and night, around the clock, we make calls on the, our little devices. You know, I had to make a few calls this week to a man that I needed some help from, a contractor. And every time I made the call, there was an engaged tone. Or I got directed to his voicemail. Now, that can, that, that's not unusual. You know, that happens to us all every day of the year. You get an engaged tone or you get directed to the voicemail to leave a message. Not unusual, but it can tell you one of two things or one of three things. It can tell you many things. Either that you're being ignored and the person doesn't want to speak to you. They don't see you as important. That could be one reason, not all the time, but it could be one reason. They just don't want to talk to you. So they ignore you. They don't answer the call. Or it could also say that, listen, you're just one of many callers, that they're too busy, they can't attend to your request, therefore, you've got to leave a message. We make these calls all the time. So I left my little voicemail, and I'm still waiting for the return call. Maybe I'll get it, maybe I won't, who knows? Who knows? But you see, this very simply tells us Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Why does God pay attention to your call? Why? That's right. Because he loves us. Why is your call top priority to God? Because your life is precious. 
And you might find that so difficult to understand in the face of all of these nagging arguments in your mind. There isn't a God that loves you. If there is a God, then he's angry. He doesn't want anything to do with you. No, the Bible clearly stands opposed to that kind of thinking. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him, whosoever calls on him shall be saved. It's a simple call. God doesn't say, listen, before you come to me, you've got to visit a priest in the little confessional box and confess all your sins. We don't have a confessional box here. And I don't dress up in fancy clothes. Not always. We don't. No, you don't have to come through a man. You got de- you're so special. You're so loved. You're so important to God. You have direct access. Listen to me, 24-7. Direct access to the creator of the universe, 24-7. I remember ringing a, ringing a, a call center one day, and my goodness, the myriad of options that you're given these days when you get through to a call center. You've got to go through a menu of one to a hundred as to where they want you to direct your call. And by the end of it, you're more confused than when you started the call. Faye made a call just this week, over an hour, waiting for somebody to respond. No, this is saying direct access, immediate attention, because you're loved. You're loved. And I want to ask you today, are you ready to make that call? Maybe today you're not. I don't know. But I'm telling you this. I want you to, I want, I want this, this verse, this promise to remain in your mind, remain in your heart. God wants you to know that he loves you. And whether you make that call today in this moment when we're going to pray together or whether you make it in a year's time. There's immediate access. There's immediate attention for your life. Your top priority. Top priority to God because he loves you. If he gave his son to die on a cross for each and every one of us because of our sins that separated us from him, then surely, surely he would attend to our call and our requests. Just finally, as we wrap everything up, I remember my first call, my first call, and it wasn't to God, it was to my mother. You see, we make calls all the time, all the time. There's a cry, there's a call, circumstances in life lead us, events lead us, corner us to cry out, to call out, if it's to others or if it's to God. And I remember being about three years of age and I was so intrigued by the toilet. That might seem strange to you today, but I was so intrigued by the toilet because I thought, you know what? I was really intrigued, boys and girls, by the toilet when I was three because I thought, you know what I thought? I thought there's a little tunnel down that toilet and the explorer in me wanted to go tunneling. Oh, yeah. And without giving you too much detail, The explorer in me went down or tried to go down that little tunnel and and I soon realized that I couldn't get to the bottom of the tunnel. 
I couldn't even get around the bend in the toilet. And I became stuck. Well, when you're stuck, I tell you, if you don't remember anything today, you're going to remember this story by the end of it. By the, when I got stuck down the toilet, do you know what I did? I not only called, I cried. Mommy! Mommy! Help me! What's the matter, David? I stuck down the toilet, Mommy! Mommy, please. I stuck down the toilet. Please help me, Mommy. Do you know what? My Mommy came in, looked at me, right? And saved me from that black hole in the toilet. Don't ever, I think she, I tell you what, I think she wanted to flush me down the toilet, the state of me. But she didn't. She was a good Mommy and still is. But I say all of that to say this right? There's a cry within each one of us. And there's a call within us that wants to reach out, that wants to cry out to God. Let me tell you, that, that is not difficult for any one of us. You don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to perform you don't have to do anything other than, Jesus, help me, save me, be my Lord. Come and live in this heart of mine that seems so cold, that seems so empty, so in need. I call out to you. I cry out to you. Please attend to my cry. I'm going to ask the musicians to come. Right now, I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to pray with you. And whilst we're going to do this collectively today, it's something that you are going to do personally. You're going to pray a prayer, asking Jesus into your heart. It's a decision that you have to make. You know, he won't twist your arm behind your back and say, I demand that you pray to me. I demand that... You give me entrance and room in your heart. Do you know what love gives you and I a free will? Love respects us. Love doesn't abuse us. Love doesn't kick the door open of our lives and say, I'm coming in. I am God. You should worship me. No. Love gives us room. Gives us room to make our decision. And maybe today it's a, a place of decision. You say, well, I haven't discussed it with my husband. I haven't discussed it with my wife. I haven't discussed it with the children. And I understand that. I understand all of those questions because this decision does have consequences. Great consequences. You become saved. And that simply means that God provides the peace that we're all looking for. God provides the security in our minds that, that we're grasping to take hold of. God supplies the remedy and healing for our bodies and secures. Listen, it's really important because this is your life that we're talking about and my life and secures life eternal for us beyond the grave. There is life beyond the grave. The grave 
And none of us are promised another moment, but God's goodness and God's grace allows us to have the security of knowing that we may be granted another day tomorrow. But please, this is a sobering thought. This isn't chance. This isn't haphazard. This is your life. This is your life, and God loves it so much that he's given his son Jesus so that if, you, if we believe in him and call on him and open our lives and say, Lord Jesus, come on in, the Bible says we, we shall experience God in our lives, in our hearts, and in our minds. Really, really, that's what it's about. I'm going to pray right now. Why don't we close our eyes? And do you know what? Why don't we all say this together? If you want to, if you want to say this, mean it from your heart. You may be praying this prayer for the first time. What you're doing is you're calling out on the name of the Lord, and something's going to happen inside. When you do this, something is going to happen in your heart. The Prince of Peace, Jesus, who loves you, respects you, and has waited all of these years for this moment today, is going to come into your heart and give you peace and forgiveness and cleansing. Right now, we're going to call on his name. I'm going to help you. Why don't you pray this prayer? And we'll say it together. You can, if it's the first time, you may want to just say it quietly. There's no right or wrong way. He loves us so much. You say, but Dave, I don't know how to pray. That's fine. None of us do either. We don't use a prayer book. We just use our heart. Oh, God, help. Help me. I need you. I don't know where to go, what to do. Help me with my fears. Help me with my troubles. Get me through. And you know what? He hears that. We're going to pray together right now. Why don't we all say this together out loud? And you may be praying it for the first time. You can quietly say it in your heart and mean it. Things are going to happen. Salvation is going to come into your life. Let's say this. Lord Jesus, I ask you today to be my Savior. Lord I know I need forgiveness. You promised to give it. I confess I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Be my Savior. Jesus, thank you. As I have simply prayed, and called on your name. You forgive me and save me and live in my heart by faith. In Jesus' name, amen.